93.9 The Eagle, broadcasting live from the Zimmer Radio Group World Headquarters. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry. Get ready for interviews with movers and shakers from our community as we dive in for a deeper look inside Columbia. Now, here's your host, Fred Perry. And welcome to the CEO Roundtable Show. Fred Perry, uh, glad to be your host this weekend. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we know this is a busy time of year, so we appreciate every minute you spend with us. And got a great show planned for you this weekend. We are visiting with Elizabeth Mendenhall, who is the CEO of uh, Remax Boone Realty. Uh, Elizabeth, great to have you in the studio. Thank you so much. Nice to be here. Thanks for joining us. Does the real estate market uh, tend to slow down a little bit around this time of year, or is it just still keep going? It's the number one question we get asked all the time, for sure. <laughs> what I think that most people would not realize is that many times December can be our third busiest month of the year. Really? Just wow. with people trying to make decisions by the end of the year. Yep, Sometimes yep. investors are coming out of the yeah, wing to yeah. make some tax consequences. So yeah. December, um, if you want to work it, you can get trousel. Uh, okay, very good. Well, that's, that's good advice. Tell our listeners a little bit. Your name is very familiar to people in town, but tell our listeners a little bit about your background, where you grew up, where you went to school. I am born and raised here in Columbia, Missouri. Um, went to, gosh, Russell, mm. West Boulevard, all those great schools. I was a Hickman CUPE. Uh, Yay. <laughs> Yay. All of that. And um, then I did the unthinkable oh, no. in this community. Don't say it. I know, right? <laughs> but it, only for two years. And I traveled to this town called Lawrence, Kansas. <laughs> were you just rebelling? Is that what you were doing? I think that's yeah. fair to say. I literally was walking down campus one day um, at KU and somebody put up a umbrella and on it it had Jayhawks all over it uh-huh. and I remember I was just kind of disgusted <laughs> and I thought you know what this is not your spot yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I came back to Columbia College so, yeah. alright very good yeah. you are the CEO of uh, Boone Remax uh, Remax Boone Realty uh, tell folks a little bit about uh, Remax Boone Realty uh, how long has it been around and how many agents do you currently have yeah so we have actually been real estate in, in in Missouri since 1894. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. Yeah. So I am the sixth generation in our family, so I don't know if we're all just totally insane or what, or maybe we <laughs> we, we do enjoy working together. Um, yeah. We have two offices. We have Remax Boone Realty in Columbia with uh-huh. just under 100 agents, and then in Jefferson City, we have Remax Jefferson City also, Okay, and about 60 agents in that marketplace. Yeah. You were, I, my recollection is that you were partners with the Keatings in Jeff City. Are they yes. still involved in the business? Um, they are. Larry okay. Keating is our business partner, Sharon Keating, actually. Um, she just passed away earlier this year. Oh, sorry. okay. They were very successful in the real estate business. Mm-hmm. So it's a big, big name in the Jeff City market. Yeah. Um, so the Mendenhall name is a big name in Boone County. It's a, a, your family has been around and been very active in the business community. And, and I only, I don't go back to 1894, but I, I do go back to Hearst and Mary Jane, who were your grandparents yes. and, uh, great people. Uh, your, your grandmother was a force. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you remember that. She was. Yeah. Talk about, uh, uh, how long the Mendenhall family has uh, been uh, actively involved in Boone County? Is it, does it go back to 1894? Uh, it, it, yeah. it does on my grandmother's side of the family. Yeah. And so, yeah, her... Um Gosh, was that her great grandfather? Was, yeah. was she a Crane or Nichols? What was she? She was a McDonald. <laughs> oh, okay, McDonald. She right. was a McDonald in the area, and then she ended up marrying my uncle. My uncle actually is from Indianapolis. He okay. came here to go to journalism school. 
she married your uncle. Uh, oh, my uncle, my grandfather. <laughs> Thank you for correcting that. No, we're not. That that doesn't uh, exist in my family as much <laughs> that I know of. <laughs> I mean, that's that's Southern Boone yeah, right? but that. So anyway, <laughs> all right. Unfortunately, we can't edit that. You know, that, that's that goes okay. That way, we'll give everybody a good laugh. <laughs> so okay, back up because I yeah, was distracted. So my so, grandmother so you, married my grandfather, okay, who came right. here for journalism school. All right. He ended up. Um, he ended up actually getting in property management so okay. he kind of started property management my grandmother was working with her father in a real estate business my understanding is they didn't always get along yep yep um, but then happens. ended up joining together to kind of form boone realty yeah my father then he actually was teaching out at the philadelphia art institute wow um he has a major in um in a, a master's in education and yeah. um, in graphic design and mm-hmm. so he decided he was going to kind of come back to columbia and and then he kind of took over managing and running the business, and my grandmother was a salesperson. Yeah, your father uh, is a legend. Also, uh, you have a lot to live up to, don't you? Uh, but he was a, a Green Beret in Vietnam. Is that yes. right? And uh, came back uh, from that, and that had to be a life-altering experience. But when he does talk about it, it's a pretty emotional, pretty compelling story uh, about his experiences. Well, I think I mean we we should thank anybody who's in the service for yeah. sure. You yeah. know. And I think the one thing that he kind of continues to instill in us and in our our family is, you know, the discipline Mm -hmm. that that brings um, to just your life. I think um, the commitment to doing something maybe for others, you know, and I think it has spurred on um, for him, certainly a lifelong commitment to volunteering and being part of the community and understanding that, you know, we all live here. I mean, Fred, you are a shining example of this. We live in this community. We need to be part of the community. Mm-hmm. We need to own the fact that, you know, if, if this community is going to get better and thrive and, and everyone, if we're committed to everyone in this community, we each have to take a part in it. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a, uh, uh, it, it's, it's, it's interesting to see, uh, how, uh, I mean, six generations of, of one family and there's so many dynamics that go into a family owned and operated business. Yes. And, <laughs> and you guys seem, at least on the surface, you really, from the outside, you seem to do a pretty darn good job of it. I, I well, mean, as I say, it's easy to get into a family <laughs> business. It's kind of hard to get out. <laughs> right, right. I get it completely. Absolutely. And yeah. tell us about your role with, uh, Remax Boone Realty. What, uh, you are the CEO. What, what does that, uh, day to day look like for you? Well, it's interesting. I'm the CEO because there was a time period you know most people in a real estate company you have sales agents and you have brokers mm-hmm. and in our office many of our sales agents also are brokers yeah but there's still someone who needs to be in charge and then not all not everybody understands that dynamic so ceo was a title you know that certainly others understand in the industry and mm-hmm. when at one point state farm was relocating here oh yeah and they wanted to speak to the owner they wanted to speak to the president i remember my dad wasn't available mm-hmm. and so that day i became the ceo <laughs> i put that on my business cars and says yes we're gonna go after that business and help people move here to the yeah. community so that was a lot of families of moving to, from uh from louisiana as from I recall, monroe. monroe yeah mm-hmm. that's right and it's it is uh chris you've been on our radar for several years uh, we had you on the cover of ceo magazine a couple years ago but um you uh not only do you run a very successful real estate company here in, in town that i think is probably a national model for the way that real estate companies should be run but you also you had the opportunity to climb up through the leadership of the National Association of Realtors, which uh, back then, and I'm assuming it's still the same way, but the National Association of Realtors is the world's largest trade organization. Is that still the case? It is. We um, we have about 1.5 million members. 1.5 million <laughs> members. And uh, 
you were the president of <laughs> 1.5 million members. Yes. <laughs> what, um, what a, tell us about that experience. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Well, I think it kind of goes back to, again, what, what I mentioned with my dad and, and Bill McCollum. He is a longstanding, um, he was the first person that my grandparents hired. And I remember one day Bill said, I was, I had been volunteering over at the association and I came back and was kind of having one of those days. You're like, why do you do this extra time? Why do you spend extra time? And he said, he goes, there, you have a duty. Mm-hmm. He said, you have a duty to this industry to give back wow. what it is able to give to you. And he said, homeownership is one of the most important things in this country. Mm. And we are the, you know, we oversee that. Mm -hmm. and we help provide that and we help fight for that and so it's everybody's duty to be involved and so my grandparents set that example for me certainly they were both extraordinarily involved in the realtor organization and my dad was also president in 2001 and Mm -hmm. and certainly that got me exposure to you know some more people our board of directors is actually over 900 (laughs) so you have to run a campaign and vote uh, (laughs) hurting cats hurting cats um but it it uh, a lot of it is involved with political advocacy a lot of time spent in washington Mm dc um a lot of um time spent going across the country meeting with other state associations yeah and then um and then traveling internationally also talking about just the the home ownership model in the united states compared to what it is in other countries and um, how it can be beneficial in communities. Yeah. It's a huge, uh, for lack of better words, a societal issue, home ownership. We're going to talk a lot mm-hmm. about that during the third segment and, and what it means, uh, the difference that home ownership makes in, in our community. But, um, so while you were the, uh, your father had also served as mm-hmm. the national president. And so that's probably, is that a first in, in the industry to have a, a father and a daughter serve? That as, was a first, yes. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, talk about, um, sort of the, your year looking back at it's a one-year appointment is that correct it's a one it's okay. a one-year term you serve on the actual leadership team for five okay but one year and as the office president yeah um what were some of the highlights what, what stands out to you of things that uh, you got to do or things that you accomplished during your tenure yeah um at the time we were hiring a new ceo mm. so that was obviously a big change in the organization we also um we continue and we will continue to get kind of um scrutinized and analyzed by government regularly Regulators, mm-hmm. as far as the real estate industry goes, our commission structure, how yeah. our multiple listing system is set up, and who has access to it. Yeah. So we did a lot of um, conversations of that in my year, which are still continuing to this day. And the other thing that we did, which I kind of spearheaded um, starting in 2011, was to really try to formalize the electronic transaction mm. and making sure we could conduct real estate electronically, which, of course, you know, fast forward to 2020, became a very um, good place and good information to have. Yeah. Uh, Is the National Association where they're still on Michigan Avenue in Chicago? It's in Chicago. Um, Our headquarters is in Chicago, and then we also have an office in um, Washington, D.C., right down from the Capitol. Okay, very good. So uh, when you look at things politically, legislatively, Mm -hmm. uh, what are some of the the big issues that you guys are champions for? Yeah, so certainly certainly homeownership, the tax benefit that come along with homeownership 1031 exchanges mm-hmm. are critical as far as you know our commercial industry and also again how we're transferring agricultural land investment property is is a big part of property ownership um, the our mortgage structure you know our mortgage structure is unique it's unlike any other in the world and the fact that we have a 30-year fixed mortgage mm-hmm. and so to maintain that and to be supported and backed with Fannie um, and Freddie is a is a really big component that we're yeah. constantly looking at yeah. and so that's something that maybe we take for granted uh, mm-hmm. but it's uh, you're you're I think you're implying that that is not a luxury that is available in other countries certainly not and yeah. and it is something that we take for granted you don't realize that we can put 
put down a house with less than 5%. You know, we do rely on our credit scores a lot of times. We're not always looking for how much is in the bank, but then what does, you know, someone's reputation mm-hmm. look like as far as their purchasing power goes. And so when you hear other countries and you hear different structures, you can't compare apples to apples because there's so many things that are different about the process, whether it's the appraisal process or, or mortgage process, you know, even just how we buy and transfer and the fact of how title is recorded and how land is owned in this country is very different from places across the country, yeah. across the globe. Yeah. You can be the smartest stock picker in the world, <laughs> but uh, you, you, it's hard to beat the return that you get on a real estate investment. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's pretty amazing. And uh, I would say anybody who has sold anything in the last year uh, yes. certainly uh, understands that. Talk about the last year uh, in your business. Um, what has that been like? Of course, you're, you know, you're coming off COVID-19, which I think has something to do with what we're seeing in the market, but it just became a complete seller's market, uh, chaotic. Um, the numbers, uh, even though you have very little inventory, uh, at any given time, the numbers seem to be somewhat comparable to to the number of transactions that have happened in the last couple of years. Is that correct? So I think your analysis of what you just said mm-hmm. is is very interesting, and, and of course you're always so good at it. Mm-hmm. it. It's very spot on in the fact that I think people would think we've sold fifty percent more homes than we've ever sold. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily the case. What has completely changed is the pace. Yeah. Now, this after this past October, we were up nineteen percent. Well, for the year. Well, well, over two years. Over two years. Okay. Over October yeah. of yeah of nine of twenty nineteen. Yeah. And so there's so much going on that's contributing to what's happening to real estate. COVID is a piece of it. Yep. But the other piece of it is that we were so far behind in this country as far as building materials after the recession in 2008 through 2010. You know, we were at the lowest number of lumber yards in the country we'd ever had since the turn of the century. Really? And so... So stat you don't hear very much? That's interesting. Yeah, you don't hear that. So as you talk about, okay, who was building wood? Who was making things, you know? Mm -hmm. And then now you couple this with these peak millennials who are coming up here and they're wanting to buy homes. We're now reaching this huge, huge, huge piece of the population who are now entering their 30s. They're having kids. They're thinking, hey, I'm going to buy a home. Um, And then, of course, you... get in the middle of this with the pandemic that starts to happen interest rates are low well who's who's who is benefiting from the at-home tech jobs of the past you know two years all the millennials yeah um they're entering the home buying process at not the not their first home but even kind of a a ladder up um, because their salaries are a little bit higher and then coupled with they need homes, we're so far behind in home production, and it's just kind of was a perfect storm. Yeah, it's crazy. And, you know, it's not like uh, uh, realtors are probably working harder than they have ever worked. Uh, For because sure. It is such it is so complicated to get an offer accepted these days. Yes. Um, and uh, this thing called the escalator clause is uh, is uh, something that is great uh, for sellers, uh, but tough on realtors and tough on buyers, I'm sure, uh, to, to deal with those circumstances. But when we come back from this break, we'll continue our conversation with Elizabeth Mendenhall, who is the CEO of Remax Boone Realty and uh, past president of the National Association of Realtors. And I'll say it again, it's the world's largest trade organization 
in uh, in the world, of course, 1.5 million members, and and uh, this woman from Columbia, Missouri, was the president of all of them, which is pretty pretty amazing to me. So uh, we'll continue our conversation, and we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, some of the things that are happening on a legislative level and uh, the impact of COVID-19 on this industry. You are listening to the CEO Roundtable. I'm.